Welcome to Raising Christian Kids. Your host, Leanne Mancini, is extremely passionate that children build a strong, foundational relationship with Jesus before the age of 10. Children need head and heart knowledge in order to stand strong against the world's ever-increasing rejection of Christianity. You will be equipped with methods and techniques to help to solidify a relationship between your child and Jesus. So let's dig deep and help the next generation to love Jesus with all their heart, soul, and mind. Hello and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. I've been sharing a lot of information on the previous episodes. And I know it may seem like a fire hose of information coming at you, especially if you're a young mama trying to feed your children and trying to take care of the household chores, or maybe you're a working mother. And I just want you to know from the bottom of my heart that I am just so passionate about bringing this information to you. And you just have to do the very best you can praying to the Lord and asking him for guidance and direction and wisdom and asking his Holy Spirit to fill you. It's not easy being a parent. It's the hardest job there is. I remember raising my children, and some days it was helter-skelter in my household. I could barely keep my head above the water of cooking and cleaning and taking care of babies who were sick, doing household chores, and everything else that goes along with our daily lives. So again, please know that This information I'm giving to you is because I just want to help and I just want to equip you with the best information. And if you just use a little bit of it or apply a little bit of it to your daily routine, take notes and take a little section and try to work out your day to incorporate these directives and these guidelines. God will bless you. Please know that you don't have to be a perfect parent. There is no such thing as a perfect parent. Today, I'm going to just talk about a few different things here. I want to talk about a platonic education and what that is briefly and talk about critical thinking, teaching our children how to be critical thinkers. It's best that a child receives a platonic education and that allows them to become a critical thinker. Plato believed education and the knowledge of the good are virtues for a just society. You know, 2 Peter in one five tells us to supplement our faith with virtues. In my book I just sent to the publisher, I have a whole section on virtues and how you can teach your child about virtues, how to tangibly teach them with tools, and also to instill virtues in them by your actions and how you behave daily. Because remember, more is caught than taught. Critical thinking also helps them to decipher between what is good and what is bad, you know, what's fair, what's unfair. And we need our children to become critical thinkers because, after all, they're going to be our future leaders in our country, in our government, in academia, and in the media. So we really need them to be critical thinkers. And again, Christian education, it's a tool for knowledge of what is just and what's true and what's good and what's vitally important not only for our personal salvation, but for adhering to the commands to go make disciples. We want our children to be able to be effective disciple makers in God's kingdom here on earth. Most parents have not been formally educated on how to be a parent or a teacher, and both are mutually inclusive. You are a parent and you are a teacher. And I know I wasn't formally educated, 
But you know, the parent-teacher relationship, it needs to be effective to be able to deliver information in a way that's best received by the child who is the student. John Milton Gregory states, It's the teacher's mission, by sympathy, by example, and by every means of influence, by objects of senses, by facts for the intelligence, to excite the mind of the pupils, or the child at home, and to stimulate their thoughts. The greatest of teachers say, the seed is the word, and the true teacher stirs the ground and sows the seed. And that's what we're doing as parents and as grandparents at home. We are the parent-grandparent teacher. Aristotle wrote that in order to be an effective speaker, because you are a speaker to your child, you speak to your child, you teach them, you may lecture them as well. But in order to be effective, he said a teacher needs to incorporate three things that will connect the heart and emotion of the listener, or in our case, our children. The first one is ethos. Ethos is the ethics. It is the character of the person. Remember, again, the child watches what we're doing and what we're saying, and they, they witness our character. And if the character is flawed or untrustworthy, then the message that we're trying to give our children will will be deemed suspicious or untrustworthy. The other element Aristotle wrote to be an effective teacher or speaker is pathos. And that's the emotion. It's the persuasion of the delivery of the message to your child. If your persuasion is deceptive, it can cause your child to be skeptical of your motives. Some parents think it's okay to trick or slightly deceive their children as long as they think it's for the child's benefit. You know, that is wrong, and it can cause your child not to trust you. I remember a parent who said whatever she needed to say in order to get her children to listen. She would give false promises. She would tell lies in order to scare her children. She'd even cry fake tears. She thought as long as it helped to keep her child out of trouble that it was acceptable. You know, that is consequentialism, and that means the meaning is the end justifies the means. When children are subjected to this, they become adults who have a hard time trusting anyone and will treat their children likewise. Lastly, logos. It's the logic, the reasoning of the message. You know, children can be very astute. If the reason of what is being taught doesn't seem logical, they may become skeptical of the situation of you and the message, and that will cause unbelief and doubt. And it may cause them to question things you say in the future. Again, you want your child to have a platonic education so they will become critical thinkers. It's a shame that a lot of our higher academia institutions have taken out the Christian classics as a requirement. And so children are not learning Socrates or Plato or Dante. I know Knox Theological Seminary has a wonderful online Christian classic master's program. I'm a graduate of that, and I highly recommend it for any parents or grandparents or anybody who would like to learn about the Christian classics to take the class. It's an online class, and it's absolutely amazing. Back to our children. You know, I think not only do we have to be careful of the education that they receive, we also should do some research on the summer camps because after all, they go to summer camps and they learn a great deal about whatever that camp is teaching. So you want to make sure that the camp is a you know, strong Bible-based Christian camp 
and because there are camps out there that sound wonderful, and one of them is called Camp Quest, and they teach free thought activities. So in this camp, the children are told that there are two invisible unicorns that live at Camp Quest, but they cannot be seen, heard, tasted, smelled, or touched. And then there's an ancient book handed down over countless generations, and it contains the only proof of these two unicorns' existence. So the challenge in Camp Quest is for the children to try to prove their existence, but they can't. Invisible, ancient book, proof of physical proof of existence, those are all phrases demonstrating they are clearly mocking God and his word. We have to do our homework. We have to make sure we're prepared. And as I said in a previous episode, we want to plan how to raise our children. We, we want to make sure that we're taking our time to educate ourselves, learn all we can about how is the best way to raise our children, have a strong foundation in Christ, so they will have faith that is unshakable, that will withstand the storms. Lastly, a disobedient parent who fails to train their child in the ways of the Lord may leave an inheritance of punishable wrath instead of life-saving wisdom. And in Exodus 20, verse 5, in Deuteronomy 5, 9, we read God's warning that he's a jealous God and he will visit judgment for the sins of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations. Again, as long as you're doing the best you can, God sees that and he will reward that. And you don't have to be a perfect parent, but you have to try to do all you can within your God-given ability to teach your children how to believe in Jesus, how to love him, how to make him paramount in their life. And remember, constantly telling your child to be like Jesus could cause them to resent Jesus because they'll find out that they cannot be as perfect as he is, and they will see that we are not as perfect as he is. And as they grow to love him and to understand him, they will naturally want to be like Jesus. And remember to be careful who teaches your child and what is taught. Make sure you find out about the teachers, meet with your teachers, ask them about the curriculum, ask them, you know, even about their background. You have the right to know because your child will spend more hours a day with their teachers than they will with you. There is a famous quote that I don't agree with. It says, do not indoctrinate your children. Teach them how to think for themselves, how to evaluate evidence and how to disagree with you. That was from Richard Dawkins, who's an atheist, and he wrote God Delusion. And I don't agree with that. I think you need to indoctrinate your children. You do need to teach them how to think for themselves and how to evaluate evidence, but not to disagree with you in a way that has anything to do with them forming their faith in Christ. And so when it comes to teaching the Word of God, Richard Dawkins, that is bad advice. So as we leave today with this episode, Try to incorporate some of the things that we talked about, Um, helping your children become critical thinkers. And the way you can do that also is by instilling good virtues, because these virtues will be the backbone when they have to make a decision. And also in your delivery, when you're teaching, make sure that you are always honest with your child, that what you're teaching is logical to them, and the persuasion in which you give it is in loving and caring persuasiveness so they understand that they can trust you and all you say and do. And in this way, we will continue to raise Christian kids. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. 
Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app.